Hi, this is Sean Leary, and welcome back to QC Uncut, uncut, unedited, uncensored live conversation with me, your host, Sean Leary, and various newsmakers from in and around the Quad Cities area. We are here outside at the lovely Dunn Brothers, which is apparently in Bettendorf. Is it, yeah, I didn't even realize there was one in Davenport. I know Dunn Brothers people are like, you know, thanks a lot, Sean. But we're here in uh, looking at the Burlington Coat Factory, the lovely other decor here, Pizza Ranch and such. <laughs> Here in uh, outside, Dunn Brothers, the scenery is just breathtaking, and uh, I am here with a couple of folks from um, the QC Pride Fest. A couple of the board members. We are going to talk about uh, the QC Pride Fest, the QC Pride Week, and um, all the various events that are going to be going on and its expansion. We're also going to talk about the LGBTQ community in the Quad Cities and um, how it has evolved over the years and such, and various other matters, which I think are going to be really interesting. Once again, thank you so much for listening to QC Uncut. This is the number one rated podcast in the Quad Cities, according to traffic and listenership, and it's all because of you and your interest in hearing unedited conversations. So thank you so much, and I hope you find today's show to be just as fascinating as all the rest. I'm going to introduce the first person who was actually one of my last guests, and Andrew Arnold. Um, I'd like you guys to each introduce yourselves and tell me a little bit about yourselves and your positions on the board. Uh, hi, my name is Andrew Arnold. Um, I am the uh, communications director for uh, Quad City Pride Inc., QC Pride Inc., um, and um, I, I swear I'll let this be a lot shorter than the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we uh, this organization is fairly new for the most part um, we've been around for uh, almost a year actually although uh, QC Pride Inc. was around uh, prior to this we've just kind of reestablished here recently uh, we've worked really hard to get the um, uh, our nation's second bi-state uh, pride parade uh, that'll be June 9th uh, but there's going to be a week of events that'll lead up to that starting June 1st uh, and that's going to be the Unity Pride week celebrating the LGBTQ community here in the Quad Cities. And I am Cody Hootman. I'm the Director of Development on QC Pride. Um, I joined the organization about a month after they all kind of got backed up together and, you know, said I had a lot of experience doing fundraising and different stuff throughout my life. And so now we hit the ground running and trying to raise money and having a parade and it's exciting to see everything coming together finally and can't believe it's already next week uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how long has this event been going on what are its origins and how has it evolved over the years i know it's expanded obviously and it's expanding even more this year <coughs> pardon me tell me a little bit about how it got started and how it's sort of evolved over the years so qc pride was founded in 2008 um, and three or four years ago they had just a rough year you know unfortunately things got overspent and they didn't make enough money and then it was just awful weather so pretty much that you know is the short story on how it kind of just stopped um, and that's when Quad Cities Fall Pride stepped in as another organization um, that's been doing Fall Pride. I believe this is going to be the fourth year they're doing it. Yeah. Spearheaded by uh, Andrew Glasscock, by the way, uh, a, a, a wonderful uh, man uh, in the community that's been kind of, he, he, he picked up the spirit and took the charge once uh, QC Pride kind of dissolved 
those uh, a few years ago. Uh, actually, he's the one that uh, is in charge of Street Fest, which is the uh, first event of our Unity Pride Week, uh, which will be down in uh, the village of East Davenport on uh, Friday and Saturday. Yep, so that was kind of the disbanding of the original QC Pride, and then I believe it was last June is when they, you know, a group of people, they did the Unity Pride March, or the Unity March, I think it was called. Yeah, and that was in that was uh, to response for the uh, the Pulse uh, massacre that ha- that uh, that happened down in Florida. So a group of people got together and they said, you know, one thing we really wish we had here was a parade, and so I know Rich Hendricks and Michelle Royal, our other board members, um, they got together and said, all right, well let's do parade. Andrew's pointing to himself. I, I'm assuming you're. Well, I was. I was going to say uh, right after we walked across the bridge, we had a, we had a huge uh, amount of folks that actually showed up to that. Uh, I was a participant. I was just a spectator, and it was big and beautiful and loud and it was wonderful. And afterwards, um, we all kind of just sat down and discussed what the next thing we could probably do was. And that's when uh, uh, Rich um, uh, turned to Michelle Royal and was just like, uh, you know, you're in charge. You know, you should, you know, we'll do a parade and you're in charge. And it was in that moment that the idea of uh, a pride parade started. Shortly thereafter, we met uh, in downtown Rock Island. Uh, the first meeting, uh, there was, I think, eight of us that were there. And uh, that's when it all kind of uh, uh, came together. We talked about a parade. Uh, I mentioned it might be best to do a bi-state parade. Um then we mentioned, you know, uh, we should try and make this as local and as small business friendly as possible. Uh, and then it just kind of snowballed from there within about three or f- about, yeah, about three meetings. And then uh, during that time period, there was an organization uh, still around called QCQC that was uh, that was uh, uh, working on this with us. And um, through that we saw an increase of younger LGBT members that came out uh, in support, and that's when things started turning for everybody. Everyone started to get a little uh, excited. We had some people that were willing to work on this, and then that's when we started hammering out the uh, the full week and the parade itself. That's one thing I did notice is um, we at QuadCities.com, we're very happy to be and proud to be a sponsor, proud, proud. pun intended, uh, to be a sponsor of this event. We just signed on as a sponsor this year, and we're looking forward to being a sponsor in many years to come. Um, as I, I'm looking at the list of sponsors, it's a lot of local businesses. And um, how did that come about? How did you approach a lot of these businesses? What was the response like? I noticed like Radical is doing a special um, series of beers during the week and stuff like that. Uh, tell me a little bit about that and the relationships that you're starting to build with those local businesses. So we, you know, that was mostly what I did was working with people. Obviously, the project, the Quad Cities, um, was one of the, you know, they're one of our major sponsors. They were one of the first, and, and uh, they were the first large sponsors that showed up. Actually, so we, I mean, just right out of the gate, we mentioned it. They wanted to sponsor it immediately, and we were just so elated with happiness when that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, a lot of, you know, I reached out to a lot of people, but it was also really exciting to see that people were just wanting to sponsor us because they heard about us, and they're like, oh, here's a check. You know, I didn't even have to reach out. I think about half of our sponsors reached out to us, and then I reached out to about the other half. So, um, you know, really trying to work with the local businesses and whatnot, and so went out 
pretty much anybody we could think of that would want to sponsor and be part of this, you know. It's who we got. And I'm hoping, and I'm hoping that uh, once the parade, you know, happens, uh, or, or actually once the events start, you know, happening in the first of June, uh, that people will start reaching out to us uh, immediately to to uh, to see if they can get involved for next year. Uh, I already have uh, uh, my sponsors that I worked with. Uh, I'm uh, spearheading the Fast and the Fabulous Cart Race and the Pink Squirrel Pub Crawl. And uh, after working with them, oh, I also worked in conjunction with Great River uh, for their special beer. The the rainbow blonde uh-huh. delicious um what does it taste like it's 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 a it's a blonde beer get down there to get that. it's 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 a raspberry blonde beer Ooh. and it's 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 uh it's very nice um it's uh it's not tart it's not sour it's a it's an actual blonde beer but it's got uh the hint of raspberry that's just clean and delicious where's that at again that's at uh, great river brewery What's the address on the address? <laughs> <laughs> I'm helping them out here. Corner, corner of Iowa and uh, 2nd Street in downtown Davenport. Yeah, okay. Beautiful right. downtown Davenport. That's right. That's right. It's right down the street from Ragged Records, another one of our advertisers on quadcities.com. Um, tell me a little bit about, don't you like how I threw that little yeah. plug in there? We take care of our own. Um, <laughs> you have to. You have to. You, you have, have to. to. We're all part support of a community. Local, you got to support local. local. Shop yes. local, support local. That's one of our mottos here at quadcities.com. Um, tell me about the event. And what's going on? Uh, what's the schedule of events? What are some of the things that are new and exciting? What are some of the things that have been around that you're really looking forward to seeing again and that have a r- really great response from the community? So we have nine days of events. Um, and we wanted, our main goal was that we wanted something for everybody. Um, so we All looked inclusive at. Inclusive unity to bring the entire community together, not just uh, certain sex, but everybody. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, even age demographics and everything, we said, okay, what are all these, you know, LGBT is everybody, every age, every color, every person. Um, so we really wanted to find different events for everybody. So we're kicking off the week when we're doing the Street Fest um, that's being planned by Quad Cities Fall Pride and Andrew Glasscock. Um, so that's Friday and Saturday, June 1st and 2nd. Um, Sunday, we're going to be doing our family day down at Centennial Park, which is also by like downtown Davenport. Now, what do these events entail? The Street Fest includes things such as, the family day includes things such as. So the Street Fest is it's down in the village, um, 4 to midnight on Friday and noon to midnight on Saturday. Um, there's going to be different vendors, food. You know, we're trying to work a lot with the village businesses to make sure they're involved. And we want everybody that is going down there to be supporting all of the village businesses that are there. There's a lot of cool little shops, different restaurants and bars. Um, we're going to be having different um, performances throughout the day. The, um, I guess kind of theme of the event is dancing in the streets. So we have a lot of DJ, DJ time scheduled, just playing music, having fun, you know. We're hoping, you know, being in the village, we're going to get a lot, you know, larger turnout as well and getting more than just the LGBT community, but really everybody you know none of these events are specifically for lgbt people we want everybody to come to them um interact and whatnot um and just kind of get to know people you know that really helps with the stigma and everything but there'll be drag performances burlesque performances you know all of our you know for the most i think all of our sponsors are going to have a spot down there um there'll be a couple places selling some goodies and such so but that's going to be the street fest. The family day on Sunday afternoon, we're just doing like a potluck. So bring some food, 
for yourself to share, interact with people. We're going to be having games, and there's a splash park down there. That's why they chose that location. Um, QCQC is kind of heading that event and doing that. Um, and going along with the family day, um, the Putnam Museum uh, is where we're going to be doing Freak Show. So it's just a really fun, uplifting, family-friendly movie. Um, it has Bette Midler and Laverne Cox and some really good names. So um, we're going to be showing that at the Putnam. Um, and tickets are on sale for that. We're just doing a 3 to $5 suggested donation, um, but encouraging people to get tickets early because I think it's going to sell out. Their theater holds 264 people. So That's been described as a John Hughes-esque film for the LGBTQ community, correct? Yep. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, people are like, I've never heard of this movie before. So it is, it's kind of like a 16 candles type of a movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what we're doing. And then, so on the Monday night, um, we're going to be doing just an open mic comedy night at Baked in the East Village. You have a remarkable memory. It's not aided at all by Andrew showing you this schedule on his phone. Well, actually, no, <laughs> the worst part is I do have it all memorized. I'm kidding. I do have it. I'm you guys. I just thought it was funny where you're just kind of like, hmm, surreptitiously, here you go. <laughs> now, I, Years of radio. Michelle, exactly. Michelle threw me on the spot at the uh, media release party, and she's like, you know all the events. Name them off. And I'm like, thanks. All right, let's do it. Let's go through them in my head. Oh. Uh, you so, them off fast, too. I do. I know all of them. I've seen the schedule a thousand times. Um, we got our printed schedules finally, so we're passing those out. We got a bunch put out in the village yesterday, so all the businesses have them now. Um, so we're doing the open mic comedy night. You know, there's no real... T. LaShore, who's our president, and Michelle Royal, our vice president, are going to be kind of hosting that event, but anyone can come out, do some comedy. It's an it's, open mic. It's an open mic. Yeah. I mean... We'll see how family-friendly it is. I'm not expecting it to be... Maybe not bring your kids to that one. I could, I could see it getting... Yeah. So, that'll be fun. Bake's also going to be donating back 20% of food sales. So Amazing. Hopefully everybody comes out and eats food as well. Yeah. Can I, I just want to interject real fast. Um, a lot of these uh, businesses that we're dealing with, they are contributing so much on top of their initial donations. Uh, uh, well, actually, when we get to Wednesday, I can go a little more into detail, but it's just it's just amazing that uh, when you reach out to the small businesses like this, they want to help. Mm-hmm. And it's it's they, they deal with a lot of bad stuff all the time. You know, they'll give out a little bit here, a little bit there for the most part. But uh, in, my, in my experience, I don't know about Cody's, but in my experience, a lot of these folks I will talk to, uh, and I'll say, you know, what kind of donations are you looking for? And they're just like, well, what can I give? And I'm like, well, what would you like? And like no, no, no. What can I give? Like, what, I mean, what would be you know, right, if not a little bit more than that. And in some cases, I've, you know, I've said, you know, well, you know, a couple hundred dollars is nice or a certain percentage is nice. And they usually show more than just that, which is just absolutely amazing. I'm, I'm sorry to jump in like that, but it's it's a wonderful thing uh, about uh, about uh, the local small business market is that they, they really showed up. They really showed up. Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, it's been crazy to see how much all of the costs are and we finally have all the costs and i mean it's expensive to put on a parade sure yeah. it's <laughs> it's it's the parade's obviously our biggest expense but i mean yeah. it's nearly ten thousand dollars just to have the parade 
So, I mean, we're really excited that we have so many people supporting it and want to have it because, you know, I think this is something our community needs. Um, you know, we're really trying to help the Quad Cities become more of a destination. That's why, you know, we're doing our pushes and stuff to try to get people outside of the Quad Cities to come here and visit. And this is just another thing going on in the summer. There's tons of things always going on in the Quad Cities. Oh, yeah. So this is just another thing we're trying to throw on a couple weekends and just have things for people to do. How have you seen the Quad Cities grow in acceptance of the LGBTQ community over the last couple decades? And just in general, society in general, I think, has become more ex- accepting, typically. Do you th- would you agree? Would you say that that's an accurate assessment? I, I know, you know, now you look at, there's so many in society and across the nation you see so many hate crimes and things that are homophobic and racist and things of that nature but and you and i andrew have discussed this i think it's less that that that's growing i think that that's always been there and now it's just kind of coming to the surface and people are feeling more emboldened to say these things but i still think that that number of people is diminishing as time goes on i think society is evolving more and more and getting away from that and getting away from hatred and fear being more of a motivating factor and people are starting to be a little bit more accepting and recognizing that you know we're all one people you know i um perhaps i'm being optimistic but i don't know you tell me (laughs) yeah i want to say for the most part um I guess I don't really remember a couple decades ago, but because <laughs> he, he's only 14 years old. Yeah, I'm, right, right. I'm 26 yeah. now. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm actually not from this area. I grew up in the Chicago suburbs and moved out here because I went to Augustana. Um, and you know, I was kind of nervous. You know, my first couple years at Augie, I didn't really leave the Augie bubble, as they call it, because it didn't seem like there was much going on in the Quad Cities. You know. I was like, no, I don't want to go to the Quad Cities. Like, why would I want to be in Iowa or anything? And um, I really have just fallen in love with it over the years. Um, I officially say I've been here for about almost five years now because I moved back. Um, I was going to go back to school, and I didn't. But I started working, and here I am still five years later, chugging away and getting involved with the community. And, you know, I have really learned to love the Quad Cities and everything. So it's just shown me a lot, though, that... You know, originally I was like, oh, I don't know, like, they're a small town and everything. But people are really accepting here, and you always run into people, no matter where you're at, that aren't going to be accepting. But overall, I think we have a really progressive community, and people are very accepting and open here. So, Do you ever get any protesters or any people who are kind of like, you know, about things, you know, Westboro Baptist Church types? There is, yeah, there is always a few at, like, Fall Pride, you know, but it's... Few, like, like a couple, like, literally a couple of people. I mean, we'll, we'll have hundreds of folks, down, if not, actually, I'm sorry, thousands of people, I'm sorry, not hundreds, thousands of people that are down there, and you will have, you know, maybe two, three folks that are there for the most part that are just in your face with the signs, but they're only there for a short period of time, and they kind of go away. Uh, But as far as uh, the community, as the Quad Cities is concerned, um, I've actually, I, I grew up here. 
Uh, I grew up in uh, Bettendorf in the 80s and uh, graduated from Davenport. So West. you're the only one at the table that yeah, has yeah. grown up here. I, I'm from Chicago, from too. Chicago. We're both, Cody and I are both from Chicago. So you would know yeah. like how things have evolved over the last couple decades because you grew up here, Andrew. Right. And I, actually, I lived in Chicago uh, right before I moved back to the Quad Cities. Um, I lived uh, uh, just a just a few uh, 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 just a few blocks from Boys Town in Chicago, actually. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still waiting for Andrew to come out. Well, there it is. There it is. There it is. So, I'll I'll say this much. Uh, when I grew up here in the '80s and '90s. Um, it was very accepting. Um, in the 90s when I was in high school, there was that horrible, tragic story um, uh, about uh, boys that were you know, taken out into cornfields and beaten. Uh, there was that horrible story down in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing was, is when that happened, here in the area, people were sympathetic. People were upset. They were shocked by this kind of thing. I've always thought that the Quad Cities has been very accepting. Uh, when I left the Quad Cities, um, I saw more uh, more uh, prejudice and bigotry than I did while I was actually in the Quad Cities. That was always shocking to me once I once I left the area. Um, but uh, that's one of the things I've always loved about this area is that we are very accepting. You know, we we haven't we have you know we have a few folks that are are bigoted and, and, and small minded, and I really really hope that they kind of uh, move forward, you know, see, see the light as it were, and just come out and enjoy. And that's actually one of the things that I think the, the, the Pride Week is going to uh, showcase, is that it's a lot of fun. Just come on out. It's tons of fun, you know. Um, we can get into uh, all sorts of uh, conversations, but for the most part, you know, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, Iowa was the first state to legalize uh, marriage equality, mm-hmm. you know. And that's actually one of the reasons why we're starting the parade in Iowa and then um, in downtown Davenport and then ending over in Rock Island, Illinois. Um, but... I think, as far as the nation is concerned, uh, it, it went from it went from a time when people didn't talk about it. You know, there was that uncle in the family, uh, or there was those confirmed bachelors, but there was really nothing that was written or talked about for the most part. And then, you know, Stonewall came about. You know, uh, the movements in Castro came about, and uh, and then it kind of became a bigger uh, issue. Um, it was it was finally out in the open, as it were. And then we had the horrible uh, uh, AIDS epidemic that just devastated the community. Uh, the good thing was, is in the uh, 80s and 90s, through music and through television, television and movies, there was more of an acceptance for the most part. Um, And it wasn't that big of a deal. There was an actual shift in the paradigm. And uh, to see now certain states or certain people that come out vocally, politically, uh, against uh, the LGBT community is shocking. Uh, Although I will say it seems like uh, there's more uh, there's more um, uh, there's more fight against women's rights than there are LGBT rights in this country right now, but uh, that's that's a whole different other conversation. But that that actually just shows kind of how where we are in the in the country for the most part as as far as LGBT uh, rights and and uh, are, are concerned. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, you mentioned we something. The schedule, by the way. We, yeah, that's true. We need to finish the schedule. Go ahead, Cody, and we'll, we'll kind of pause it right there in regard to the conversation of how entertainment has impacted, uh, entertainment pop culture has impacted acceptance. Then we'll get back to the schedule, and you can finish up what you've got going on.
We'll do two more days, and then we'll go back to like the heavy-handed, like you know, right, you know right, exactly. Yeah. So, all right, we'll we'll go back because we're only on Tuesday because we only gotten three so days. You, in. you did the the family day. You did you the stand-up, uh, the open mic. Uh, I think we left off the open mic, right? Okay. So on Tuesday we are doing the Taste of Pride wine dinner. So we're gonna do a four-course wine dinner. Um, we got everything kind of picked out, and it's gonna be more of a surprise, I think, for everybody. Um, but that's gonna be that's gonna be over at the J Bar, um, Holiday Inn and Suites. So, and I think wine is something that everyone can agree on and, and accept. <laughs> yes, wine's wine is a big thing. You know, I've talked to a lot of people. They're like. If anything, I'm definitely going to go to the wine dinner because <laughs> who doesn't like wine and food, you know? So that's going to be a fun time. Uh, Wednesday, I'll let Andrew talk about Wednesday because he's kind of spearheading all the Wednesday stuff. Okay. Uh, so the Wednesday event, um, we are doing uh, two events. One is called the Pink Squirrel Pub Crawl. Uh, for those of you that can uh, make it out after the uh, wine uh, dinner on Tuesday, uh, join us in downtown Davenport for the Pink Squirrel Pub Crawl. Why, where did you get the name the Pink Squirrel Pub Crawl? Well, first off... You knew I was going to ask you, Andrew. I knew you were going to ask me that. First off, uh, we were... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Cody and I were sitting. Uh, we were sitting in, in a bookstore over on the hilltop, and we were trying to come up with names for it. And I used to bartend back in the day, and I always thought, you know, Pink Squirrel has been a drink that I uh, I've never actually had before, never had before. Uh, but because of the way bartenders kind of chastise it and they don't like it, what is it? What is a Pink Squirrel? It's, it's like an ice cream based uh, drink. Uh, I will say this though: Crew will be uh, uh, doing it on the uh, on the uh, Pink Squirrel. Pub crawl as uh, part of their uh, as part of their donations for the evening, uh, and if you're gonna if you're gonna have a great uh, artisanal uh, <laughs> uh, actual an actual handcrafted drink. artisanal yes. pink squirrel. Okay, I'm serious. If if, if you if you want really good uh, if you want really good uh, uh, drinks, uh, cruise the way to, is the way to go. And they're gonna be doing the pink squirrel. And uh, I wish I knew the entire the entire uh, 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 ingredients list, but I know there's ice cream in there. I know that it takes a very long time to kind of shake it. Uh, the hands get really cold and bartenders for the most part are not they, they, they don't really like it. But when I mentioned it down to crew, they were like oh that sounds fantastic. We're doing that. Can, can we do that? And I'm like yeah, you guys are doing it. it. It's all you. But the Pink Squirrel Pub Crawl is really a showcase of all the pubs in the downtown uh, Davenport area uh, and we've got uh, everybody on board. It's it's going to be wonderful. Uh, we, uh, we have uh, t-shirts that we're going to be uh, selling and you're going to be getting little uh, cards that you'll be taking to each bar to get them stamped. Um, and uh, the great thing is, is that um, the, uh, the the bar that actually donates the most at the end uh, of um, of the of the evening will be mentioned in our parade as the number one donor. So please show up and uh, enjoy all the wonderful pubs that we have and and in downtown Davenport. Now, with that said, that starts at five o'clock. At seven, and that's until close. Mm -hmm. uh, at seven o'clock, we have the fast and the fabulous. This is Wednesday. This is also Wednesday. Uh, cart race. Uh, we've shut down Third Street between Harrison and Brady, and this is going to be a human push-pull cart race, where. Um, uh, People show up in their own carts, handmade carts, homemade carts, uh, however you want to do it. Uh, as long as it's not fixed gear, as long as there's not you know a bicycle or a motor connected to it, it has to be a human push or human pull cart. Uh, the person there's going to be one person in the cart, and then that cart is going to be pulled or pushed by one to four other people. 
and you have to start at the at the uh, at the Harrison side, and then you go all the way down to Brady, and then back again. The winner, the fastest cart, gets uh, a trophy, and they also get uh, a wonderful uh, gift basket of uh, different uh, swag from all the uh, from all the supporting sponsors. Uh, with that said, you can still show up with a cart and not win. Uh, if your cart is fabulous, <laughs> <laughs> you will be getting uh, you'll be getting another uh, you'll be getting a trophy as well, and you will also be getting a wonderful gift basket that's a little bit different than the fast basket for the most part. Uh, and then, of course, those folks are going to be all dressed up and in their carts, and uh, they're going to be uh, joining in on the pub crawl as well. Which, by the way, if you want to, you can pick up shirts down at Crafty QC, and you can also pick up uh, the shirts on the day of the race, which will be Wednesday, June sixth. Uh, at analog. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Anything you'd like to add to that, Cody, or move on to it's Thursday? We'll move on to Thursday. Okay. So Thursday we're going to be doing the movie at the Figgy, mm-hmm. and that's called We Were Here. Um, that focuses, it's more like a health-related, um, I know they talk about, um, I haven't actually seen it yet, I'm kind of saving it to watch it that night. Um highlighting the uh kind of aids epidemic and you know how things have progressed since then and now um and then i know the project the project quad city sponsoring that event i'm bringing the movie in and i think they're also going to do a little talk related to you know kind of how far we've come you know there's a lot that has gone on you know it's a lot different these days from the 80s um with healthcare and hiv and now there's prep and that's kind of the big push i think of all the local medical things is trying to get people on prep so that they can't contract HIV and really kind of get into zero. I mean, that's their big goal is trying to get to zero new cases every year. So um, after that, and this one's still kind of up in the air right now on the exact plans, um, is the pinup contest. As of right now, it's still set to be uh, over at the Spotlight Theater in Moline. Um, We're just, we're still looking for performers. We need people to be a part of it, so um, we've tossed the idea out that maybe we do it on the Friday. We've gotten some pushback, I guess, from performers that don't want to do it on a weekday, Um, but we would really love to still do that on the Thursday night and trying to get some performers out for that. Um, We have had a lot of folks that have uh, contacted us uh, as far as the uh, pinup is concerned. I think it's a wonderful addition to the week. Uh, And so if you are uh, someone that is into pinup or uh, burlesque or any of that cheesecake fun Mm -hmm. uh, kind of of, um, uh, genre, uh, please show up. It'll be be wonderful. And 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 there is a lot of people around here who are in that. I'm kind of shocked you have nobody signed up yet. I mean, really, there's so many people around here that are into that. Some people signed up. We just were looking for a a, a larger showing at this point. Yeah, yeah. So... um but uh, yeah, we, we actually have a wonderful uh, pinup cheesecake, uh, beefcake uh, um, type of uh, um, community here. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely wonderful. So I'm actually I'm, I'm very happy about that. If we can get uh, more people to actually uh, uh, sign up and show up to that. And then the Friday night, we have the up all night party in the district. Um, so we're kind of tacking out of the gumbo yaya event and. You know, the District of Rock Island's kind of helping sponsor that event. Um, so we have Jenny Lynn Stacy and the Dirty Roosters playing. 
Um, so it's kind of just a fun party. It's like our pre-parade party is what we referred to it until we finally got a name. We've had to come up with a lot of names of things. <laughs> where's, where's that taking place? That's in the District of Rock Island. Outdoors? Outdoors. In, yep, outdoors in the plaza. Um, so that's $10 to get in. There'll be food, drinks, entertainment, good times, hanging out. and Friday night. It's going to be lit. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. And then it's finally Saturday. It's finally the end of our week. We've gotten all the way through it. Um, so there will be a brunch in the morning at Cafe 111, which is inside the Radisson. Um, they're going to be doing a brunch kind of since they're right on the parade route, parade route pretty much right in front. Um, it'll go right past them, so they're going to do a brunch there. Um, and then the parade's going to start right at noon. So we're starting on 2nd Avenue and right, 2nd Street. 2nd <laughs> Second Street. Yeah, I'm Mr. Uh, Mr. Downtown Davenport. Uh, next to Kyle Carter, by the way. Uh, is that an official title, Andrew? Is no, 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 no. I inferred upon you. I, I ho- hopefully one day I'll become uh, uh, Mr. Downtown Junior yeah. uh, once Kyle Carter decides to give up the reins. Um, but we're going to be starting down on, I believe, Pershing and Second Street. Uh, and uh, that will, by the way, which is a, a block away from uh, Great River Brewery, a fantastic mm-hmm. brewery. Uh, I heard that they have a new beer that's you know, uh-huh. actually, they're gonna have they're gonna have uh, that beer uh, all week long for uh-huh. folks. So please come in and and and, and sample the delicious uh, the deliciousness that is the Rainbow Blonde. Uh, they have it there yeah, now, no. Andrew. Now, when does it when does it get uncorked or uncasked? When do they open it up to the public? June first. June first. Uh, the parade route will then. Um, it's also it also starts near Crafty QC as well, who has been a, a wonderful supporter. Uh, they help with the the, the schedule. Uh, Mary down there is just fantastic. But the, she is. She's awesome. Yeah. Um, the parade itself is going to start, like I said, on Pershing and 2nd. And then uh, it'll go all the way down to Centennial Bridge. We will go over the bridge. Uh, and then we will end up in uh, downtown uh, Rock Island. I believe that's... Uh, was that the... the what, what street is that? Third right? Avenue. Third Avenue, yeah. So it'll be down Third Avenue, uh, where we'll be uh, just enjoying the rest of our day um, down there in the district. Uh, hopefully, it'll you know it'll definitely linger on over on the on the Davenport side as well. Uh, but this will be our nation's second bi-state pride parade. Actually, New Jersey beat us out by three years. Uh, they started their first uh, the, the nation's first um, uh, bi-state pride parade um, right after. Um, it was uh, passed that uh, marriage equality uh, is 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 for the entire United States. So uh, we want to to give them recognition in starting the first one. But we also want people to know that you know, we're the second one, right. even though we're also the first bi-state St. Patrick's Day parade in the nation as well. So that is true. That's yeah. true. So looking at the events, um, how do you guys feel about the the uh, week overall? Um, what are you most excited about in regard to it? I'm really ex- I mean, all of it I think is going to be awesome, but I think it's really the Street Fest and the Pride Parade are going to be obviously our two biggest things. You know, that's really what we're pushing a lot of um, just because max amount of people can go to the parade. You know, we want to see the streets. It's a nearly two mile long parade route, so we just want the entire route packed with people come out. See, we got a lot of good people in the parade. Um, we're still getting applications. If people want to be in the parade, we are still taking applications for that. So, 
Yeah, we're gonna have uh, music, floats. There's gonna be uh, we're gonna have a band that's uh, that's gonna be uh, going down the street as well. It's just gonna be loud and wonderfully obnoxious. <laughs> uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, like I said before, I guess all three of us we've all been to uh, uh, the Pride Parade up in Chicago, uh, which is where we draw a lot of the inspiration from, and we're hoping that uh, uh, we're optimistic that maybe we might get you know half of that uh, show up in our first year, but definitely next year we're probably going to blow Chicago completely out of the water. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we're going to have a lot of folks that'll <laughs> come down from Chicago uh, just because it'll be mediocre compared to ours. <laughs> All right. So bring those floats. Uh-huh. <laughs> bring the family. Bring uh, bring a great attitude. Bring If you want a party at the beginning of June, this is going to be it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, it's, it's every single day, if you notice, there's something a little bit different. Uh, there's going to be a lot. It's going to showcase uh, our, the small businesses in, in in the Quad Cities, which is great. Again, we can't, we could not have done it if it wasn't for their, uh, if, if it wasn't for their support uh, and continued support. That's the other thing too. If you look at the sponsor list, uh, every single one of these sponsors have always been continued supporters of the LGBT community, and we want to we want to continue that. Um, and uh, like I said, this this thing is going to be pretty big. I'm not saying it's going to be the biggest thing, but it's going to be pretty big. Next year is going to be the biggest thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rewind to what we were going to talk about in regard to entertainment, which I thought was a really interesting point and something that we talked about prior to when we first you know, started recording. Um, and I've written about this before in my column because yeah. um, it was interesting to me. I mean, I've been writing columns here for the Disp- first for the Dispatch, then for the Times, then for um, QuadCities.com for quite a while. Um, and when I first started out and I was writing columns for the dispatch, I mean, I've noticed just in the amount of people, uh, the amount of blowback in regard to like, I'd write a column about, um, I remember there was a, a rumor that Keanu Reeves was married to David Geffen. I think I can't remember what it was, but it was this rumor that Keanu Reeves was gay. And I remember writing about writing this column and saying, who cares? Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's, it's like, it does, it's not important. I mean, is it good? Are you going to gay? Who cares? Right. Exactly. And that was my point. It was like, you know, who cares? It's not like, you know, it's going to impact, like you're going to watch one of his movies and be like, Oh my God, I can't enjoy this anymore because he's gay. Who, yeah. ca- who cares? Who gives a crap? You know, what, but somebody's personal life or whatever. Um, good God. You would have thought that I, you know, had, you know, been Andres Serrano, you know, putting Piss Christ picture in front of my you know column mug. Wow, people were just a really going. Artistic and wonderful uh, comparison. Thank you so much. Wow, you've got layers, sir. You've got. <laughs> I'm a complex person, Andrew. And so you know, I, I put that column out there, and good God, literally pun intended. Um, people were you know up in arms. I got tons of letters. I got phone calls. I got people you know sending me Bible quotes and you know either condemning me to hell or asking me to come to Jesus so that I didn't condem- get condemned to hell, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And then, a few years later, the thing with Ellen happens. And I write about that. And again, kind of my same point. is sort of like, you know, yeah, that's great. You know, that's really awesome that she came out. Um, it, it shouldn't really matter to people, you know. I mean, people should accept other people. You know, it's, it's their personal life. Right. It's what they want to do. Right. Um, although it took a lot of courage for her to do that. And I, I think, you know, my point in that column was the fact that I think this is going to be a bit seen as a huge moment in acceptance um, and inclusion of that community because people already kind of loved Ellen and she was kind of this warm, cuddly persona. And... And as it turns out, that's been correct. A lot. Of, yeah. I think that was a huge moment, and it was the same. And again, 
some people kind of sent me stuff saying that I was going to hell and burning and everything else, but not as many. And then came the Queer Eye phenomenon, where it was... Again, another thing where I ended up writing a column about that and the fact that I said this is going to be a huge watershed moment where I think people are starting to come around and entertainment is always a huge factor in acceptance because it's hard to hate somebody who makes you laugh. And if somebody entertains you or makes you feel good about yourself, it's really difficult to hate them upon an arbitrary notion of something that you've been ingrained upon through your culture um, that you don't necessarily have a personal attachment to, but that you were just kind of brainwashed into thinking about a certain group in general. It's easy to hate an entire group. It's very difficult to hate an individual. And so... Again, fewer and fewer as years have gone by, fewer and fewer protest letters and people disagreeing with things that I've said. Now you see the new Queer Eye. I don't know if you guys have watched it, but it's very different from the last one. And it's almost as if it's like... It's no. it's oh, yeah you're busy all yeah time. What you, about? yeah it's fantastic it really is it's cool to see how it's progressed and um, you see much more of an acceptance and an evolution in society in the way that this is presented as opposed to the last queer eye and yeah. um, um, I've written about that too and and again it's the fewer it's fewer and fewer people it's like a couple of hardcore people who will who will write into me or you know get ticked off about this or that or you know say that I'm going to hell for this or whatever um and i've seen you know more and more people become more and more accepting and i think a lot of that has to do with an evolution of society and evolution of people and people realizing you know we're all human beings and we're all part of the same human race and everybody wants to be loved and accepted and everybody kind of wants the same things you know there are some people regardless of color race gender orientation some people are cool some people are assholes that's just the way it is i mean honestly it's true true. regardless you know i know i know a lot of people who are homophobe that person's a racist no that person's an asshole. They're just an asshole. They're an <laughs> asshole towards everybody. You know, they just hate everybody because they're a dick. So this is when the I, podcast is going to go right off the rails. Look, I promised I wasn't going to be long winded and I wasn't going to cuss this time. <laughs> all right, but it's it's true though. But I I think that there have been there have been fewer and fewer people like that over the year and years, and and you see more and more acceptance. And personally, I think that entertainment has had a hand in that. Entertainment and pop culture has had a hand in that because again, it's hard to hate people who make you laugh and so when you're watching a television show or you're watching a movie or something like that and you see this and maybe you're from a small town and you've never consciously encountered somebody from that minority group or with that group but when you see something like that it's a an open door to acceptance of that it's an open door to realization that like oh wow that person's just a human being like me your thoughts on this, Cody and, and Andrew, in regard to that? Do you think I'm way off base? Do you think that there's something to it? Do you think that, you know, that has been actually kind of a, a, an impactful thing in regard to more acceptance of the community? Yeah, I think that, you know, the entertainment has a huge, huge impact on everything, you know, having all the celebrities that are coming out and, you know, now we're getting the sports people that are coming out and, you know, that didn't ever happen before, you know, it was kind of don't ask don't tell type of situation but you know more and more people are coming out and being accepting of who they are and you know i think that has a big impact on the youth too to be able to grow up these days and see somebody on tv that's like you you know that wasn't always a thing so you know it's crazy like the amount of kids that come out and they're like 12 years old you know i'm only 26 but even back then it was you know nobody was really out young 
it wasn't a thing. You didn't talk about it, but now it's like, oh, whatever. Nobody cares. Um, and even, like, the TV shows, like RuPaul's Drag Race. I think I know more straight people that watch that than LGBT. Everybody's like, oh, do you watch this? And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't watch anything ever. <laughs> I'm just so busy. But, um, no, I mean, it, that has a huge impact. And, I mean, even RuPaul's Drag Race went from Logo TV, which was, like, the gay network, to, I think it's on VH1 now. So, I mean, it's on just regular TV and... Yeah, I mean, Will and Grace. I didn't watch too much of that. I just started kind of catching up on that recently and everything. And But it's nice to kind of see how things have changed. And, you know, obviously Ellen's huge. And nobody can dislike Ellen. I feel like everybody loves her because right, she's, she's great. Like, how could you hate Ellen? She's my favorite person ever. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think it has overall just had a really good impact. And it's just more and more... Um, people are coming out and being accepting and you know times have definitely changed a lot so yeah i i uh i studied this actually in college and uh media the media impact really helped out the lgbt community i mean you know there was a time where if you were an entertainer you know uh those in the entertainment business were a little strange they were a little off but you know that's where you wanted to go if you wanted to you know kind of be a part of the circus you know uh when movies and tv uh when movies first came out you know there was there was rumors of certain actors but for the most part it was very quiet i mean we all know now that you know rock hudson and cary grant uh definitely had uh um um, uh, it was a part of the community and they, but you know, when they, when they finally passed away, uh, you know, and rock, you know, passed away of AIDS, you know, they were just like, how can this be? This is that, that's the gay disease. Rock Hudson's not gay. He's a very manly man. And it's like, wow, that's a lot of denial there. Even though friends and family around him were, you know, were aware, uh, you know, Liberace. I, I I remember growing up, and you know, uh, you know, my people at my grandparents' age were just like, "Oh, he's a wonderful, wonderful performer." I love, you know, it'd be great if he could actually settle down. <laughs> Meanwhile, friends and family uh, and artistic people in my family were just like, "He's gay." He's gay. Well, no, he's not. He's a confirmed bachelor. He's even said it himself. And it's like, well, there's little ticks there. Paul Lynn, same right. thing. Uh, but I think when the music scene exploded in the seven in the '60s and '70s, you know, during that yeah you know, that summer of love kind of thing, that's when uh, people could come out and, and do what they they wanted to do. You know, they were a little more free to do whatever they wanted to, and that bled into our into the zeitgeist. And uh, in the '80s, when you know, uh, when, see David Bowie was huge in that. Oh obviously. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just about, I was about ready to get into that. Prince. Yeah, exactly. It was it was there was a lot of sex in in music, and you know, there was a lot of sex in the in, in, in the uh, TV and movie industry, and it just kind of bled through. And then we started getting you know movies like Chasing Amy, and we had TV shows like Queer After the Straight Guy, and it just and you know Ellen came out and it became more and more that way. You know, even Sarah Gilbert. You know, they even uh, if you've watched the 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 the, the new uh, Roseanne, yeah. you know, they made a comment, they made a in joke where they said you know. Uh, that the character was uh, was uh, gay, and Sarah Gilbert, you know, uh, goes, "No, I'm not gay." And it was a huge laugh because it, it was just everyone knew, and it was accepted. Right. It was just one of those things where you could clearly see that that joke probably would not have played well when Roseanne first came out, mm-hmm. and now it's just like it's very accepted. I, I find it actually quite uh, interesting that the Deadpool two just came out. Right, mm-hmm. and this was the first time in the Marvel yeah, Cinematic yeah, Universe that they 
acknowledged that there was a uh, an LG, uh, there was there was a uh, Negasonic teenage warhead. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and and her I can't remember her name for life of me, but uh, Yukio. Yukio, hi Yukio. Uh, <laughs> that that they were a couple, and it was just kind of like okay, that's it, no big deal. That you know, that move uh-huh. on. It's like every, it's, it, but the fact of the matter is, is that that became a story where it's just like, this is amazing. This is the first time that you know a Marvel kids. Well, actually, Deadpool's not a kids. No, movie. no, it's not. I love that movie, but there's no way I'm taking my ten year old to it. <laughs> there's no way. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is now within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, we do have an openly, you know, gay uh, character. Plus, you know, if you know anything about Deadpool, he's a he's a pansexual character as well. Right. Uh, but it's it's it just it. Uh, the, the way that we have music and TV and movies, it just took a while. You know, this is a generational shift. It, it, it does take a while. Um, and I think we're kind of seeing the, the remnants, the leftovers from, uh, from the last uh, couple of generations kind of just being like, well, it is. It is what it is, you know. Um, I, I think that, uh, that media and acceptance and, and just actually having the conversation has really changed the way that we've looked at the community. I think now the most important thing is actually teaching the LGBT history because there are folks that I know that are Cody's age and younger that have no idea about Stonewall. They have no idea about Castro. They don't know who Harvey Milk is. They don't know about the Andy Warhol uh, resurgence. They, they know nothing about the, the history. Um, but, you know, we, we, have a, we, have a, we have a crisis right now when it comes to education. And uh, that's, again, for another podcast. Well, it's, it's interesting to me. I can't remember um, which state it was in. Uh, probably Texas, because it's usually Texas. Um, where? <laughs> Come, on Come on now. Austin's changed a lot. Texas is actually becoming a little bit more Austin blue. is kind of like, you know, the it's West Berlin through. of Texas. Yeah. It's leading through. Texas is becoming a lot more liberal in the yeah. last few years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I don't remember which it was, but they were um, up in arms over the fact that there was going to be... Um, LGBTQ history taught or historical characters being taught and I'm thinking y'all don't really know much about Alexander the Great do you? Yeah you know or or the the Spartans yeah, uh, a lot of Romans and Greeks. Yeah, uh, yeah obviously, you know that that part of the, that part of the, yeah. right, exactly. You know, and it was just a hush that there was a possibility she might, but nothing was ever confirmed. There was ever, nothing ever was talked about. But you know, historians have come out and it was just like, you know, you know, she wasn't the only you know uh, historical figure that that had this. You know, there's there's been rumors, there quite a few, and it's not so much that there are rumors; it's just that you had to kind of hide it at at one point. Although history has been littered of with times where uh, it, it was all right, it was open to be you know. Home Homosexual or pansexual, or, and they didn't really have a, a name for it for the most part. Uh, but then, you know, it's just it's just, it all comes down to how we accept it in our society. And I think that now that you know we are connected globally, it's a lot easier to kind of move an idea forward and get the consensus of not just a small town in Texas or Oklahoma or Kentucky or Ontario or uh, Berlin or um, uh, or you know anywhere in the, anywhere in the world you know we can come together and go okay this is something we can all kind of get behind and back um, because yeah it, it's it's a natural order you know it's it's a beautiful wonderful spectrum Cody any comment no comment any additional comments <laughs> nothing nothing okay I'm sorry. I'm sucking the air. That's okay. That's okay. You're good. 
No, I agree. I think the, the the sooner the people can just learn to you know judge each other on the content of their character and whether or not they're cool or jerks in any particular given moment, yeah. the, the better society will be. Because ultimately, that's what it all comes down to. Everybody's a human being. Everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to be accepted. We all kind of want the exact same things. Um, and people should be judged on their actions and the content of their character rather than yeah. you know anything other than that. So. And there's a place for advocates as well. I think that's that's also very important to talk about. Uh, I know that when I got involved, I had some folks that were just like, "Why are you? Why do you want to be a part of, uh, of QCQC and then QC Pride Inc.?" And I said, "Because this is something that you know needs to be fought for. It needs to. It's it's important. You know, throughout my entire life, I've had friends in the LGBT community, and I think it's very important to to back that. But then they're like, "Yeah, but." Isn't it going to be weird seeing you, you know, a straight guy in, in this group? And I'm like, no, not at all, you know. Although uh, those in the board are still, uh, <laughs> it's they, they think I'm going to turn. Uh, although uh, scientifically proven uh, that um, uh, that's not something you make a choice about. Okay, it's just, it's, it is what it is for the most part. But uh, I think uh, you know it. There should not be social preconceived notions of uh, of supporting a group just because you may not be a part of that group, you know, uh, just like any other movement that we have, you know, um, you know, the Me Too movement, uh, LGBT movement. Uh, uh, I'm going to alienate uh, folks, you know, by, by saying all of, you know, all these groups, but, you know, you need to be a part of something. You need to be a part of the of the movement of the voice and not just the voice, but, you know, take action. And I think by going to, you know, these types of meetings um, where you can sit down and go, well, what's really going on? What are, what are the topics that we're discussing? What are things that we could bring attention to? I think that's, what's, that's what keeps it alive. That's what keeps it not buried and not hidden. It's, it's just out there in the social conscience. So um, we would really like everyone to come out and support. Um, and uh yeah it, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter where you fall on the spectrum we're all human beings and we're all you know trying to live a really good life and uh it's it's horrible when people uh, tell you no and try and shut you down uh especially when it's something as wonderful and beautiful and as natural as uh, wanting to spend time and share your time and, and your life with other human beings cool cody would you like to add anything <laughs> He's just taking. You got all the good words. I'm sorry, that's why I'm the director of communication. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of, any last words? We're going to wrap things up here. Um, what, what would you guys like to, you know, add to the podcast? What, would you, what is so important we have not talked about? Or if there's nothing, then you can just say, you know what? Thanks a lot for listening, and hope to see you out at the events. Cody? Basically that here. I'm going to find the sponsor list, too. I'm going to, I want to shout out all of our people that are sponsors. I have to pull the list up because this I can't remember because there are so many. Including us here at QuadCities.com. We are a proud sponsor of all of the Pride Week events. Um, so our major sponsors are the Project with Quad Cities and Wells Fargo. Um, and then we have Exelon Generation Station, Estes Construction, Baked Beer and Bread Co., University of Iowa Community Credit Union, um, Second Avenue Dance Bar, Ribco, um, Circuit 21, Speakeasy, Mel Foster, Quad Cities Fall Pride, Mary's on 2nd, 
AH Mississippi Valley um, Community Credit Union, um, the Radisson Downtown Davenport and Cafe 111, Rex Wrote Sound, Progressive Insurance, the Acre Company, Downtown Rock Island Partnership, Crafted QC, Metro Community Church of the Quad Cities, Quad Cities Interfaith, One Human Family, Quad Cities Area, Quad Cities Queer Committee, One Step, the National Organization of Women, um, Alphas, um, the Figgy Art Museum, the Putnam Museum, the Spotlight Theater, Thunder Bay Grill, Fresh Time Farmer's Market, and the Unitarian Universalist Congression of the Quad Cities, and obviously quadcities.com. Thank you so much, Cody. Andrew, any last words or several? <laughs> uh, like I said, I'll try and keep it as brief as possible. I would say the most important thing is we want people to actually go to the website, uh, qcunitypride.org. Uh, there are, uh, there's wonderful um, um, explanations of every single event that's, that's going on there. There's still room for registrations. Uh, you can always make a donation, and not just up until June. You can make a donation year-round because uh, these donations, donations actually go towards events that will sponsor next year's parade and, and, and events. We're actually looking for next year to be even bigger than this year. And you can click to that from here at uh, the um, QC Uncut page on quadcities.com. We've got a link to that. If you're interested in checking that out, just click away. Excellent. Uh, I would like to give a quick shout out to a few of the businesses that are helping with the Fast and the Fabulous Cart Race and the Pink Squirrel Pub Crawl. Uh, this includes, uh, I don't know if you mentioned it before, but rather Radical Effects uh, um, Brewworks uh, is is also uh, helping us out throughout the week as well. So please stop by there as well. They are giving uh, um, uh, donations uh, that, that can be won in the Fast and the Fabulous Cart Race. Uh, the other uh, folks that are participating in this or have donated either money or uh, or items or time uh, include uh, Great River Brewery. Um, that's also uh, Radical Effects Brewworks, uh, Phoenix, uh, Sippies. Uh, Carriage House and Kilkenny's, uh, Me and Billy, uh, Endless Brews, uh, The Full Kit, The Office, Boozies, Antonella's, uh, Zeke's Cafe, Crew, Vans, uh, Damn View, uh, The Black Hawk Bowl and Martini Lounge, uh, and uh, I also believe that Ehrman Farmhouse is also going to be participating as well, as, uh, and so is the spa at the Blackhawk. Um, and again, uh, I want to really thank uh, Mary down at uh, uh, QC Crafted. She has done a lot for us as well. And all the, all the board members and volunteers and everybody that we've had. So there's also still volunteer opportunities available. So, you know, if you want to not just go to the event, but even help out and volunteer, um, all that's available on the website, too. Um, we have sign-up slots um, all done online of where we can have people register to sign up and volunteer and help out. And, you know, as a development person, always, we're looking for money, you know. <laughs> we need, it's expensive to do the parade and all these events and other things. So, I mean, we're 100% volunteer-based. Um, you know, all the board members have put in a lot of time we put financial investments in things and, you know, just showing support definitely is helpful. And we hope to see everybody out at all the different events. Plus, we have uh, two shirts we're also going to be selling as well. Uh, one is the uh, Unity Pride 
t-shirt that uh, we're working with, uh, working together with One Step, and uh, we're also going to have those Pink Squirrel uh, Pub Crawl uh, shirts uh, available as well. Like I said before, you can pick them up at Crafty QC, uh, or, or you can pick them up at Analog on the on the night, or you can actually get register online to, to pick one up as well. I'd also like to thank personally Danny O'Leary, the artist that actually gave us the Pink Squirrel, and I'd also like to thank uh, Carolyn Kruger, who handmade the trophies for the Fast and the Fabulous um, 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 uh, race. It's going to be a, a wonderful event. And I really want to thank our local artists that have helped, actually helped out a lot. Cool, cool. Once again, Andrew, Cody, thank you so much for joining me. Go and check out um, QC Pride Week. Lots of cool events. We hope that uh, you've enjoyed listening to us talk about all of them and all the awesome things coming up within the next week here in the Quad Cities, all over the Quad Cities. So it should be a lot of fun. Go and check those out. You can click on the link to get to the website here at quadcities.com. And once again, thank you so much for listening to QC Uncut, the number one rated podcast in the Quad Cities, hosted by me, Sean Leary, giving you uncut, unedited, uncensored conversation with local newsmakers. Once again, thank you to Cody and Andrew talking about uh, QC Pride Week. And thank you for listening in. Hope you have a great day.